0: And happy Friday. This is the Friday crew here on WRSU FM New Brunswick. Jake Schmid, Chris Soconis, and David Palumbo. No Ronnie Malenta today here. Very hot day. We've braved the elements of, well, not really many elements, but several elements of uh, Tropical Storm Elsa here. We got a big show for you guys today and about. Top Bottom of the hour at 4.30, we speaking with Brian Fonseca of NJ Advanced Media, the Rutgers men's basketball beat writer. Talking to him um, about Geo Baker, Ron Harper Jr. returning back to Rutgers after withdrawing their names from the NBA draft pool. That deadline was Wednesday night at 11.59. They got in actually during the Wednesday crew, both of them. But how's everybody doing today? A little bit of optimism now for this Rutgers team trying to get back to that tournament again. And they got their two big leaders uh, coming back.
1: I'm doing great, Jake. Uh, I'm excited to see your face. I didn't see you last week.
0: Uh, no. No, uh, what did I have last week? Last week jury duty. Oh, it it uh, might weeks, have been. Uh, 2 weeks ago was jury duty. Two weeks so that's due. why.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm excited to see your face. I wish I could I see I like Chris's your Rutgers face. hat. Your
0: spirited pride I'm, since that you know, since rabbit. Wednesday.
1: Yeah, I mean, I felt it was the right occasion. I I think you remember last time I wore a North Carolina hat. Uh, yeah, UNC, UNC? yeah, UNC. UNC, yes. Yeah, so, no more Roy, I mean, no more Williams, Coach Williams. Might, yeah. We 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 did. Yeah, we reminisced. This might be the summer of hats for Dave. I'm thinking about it.
0: The Summer know? of Dave, just like the Summer of George just and Seinfeld.
1: Just call Oh, are you a Seinfeld fan? Big,
0: big Seinfeld oh, fan. I watched that all Seinfeld through fan. quarantine.
1: Oh, I'm a massive Seinfeld Really? Fan. Okay, massive, that's,
0: massive. we we all have to talk. We, can, we can bond over the that. The Summer of Dave.
1: Summer of Dave. What about you? Apostrophe
0: Mr. 21, Summer Mr. of Dave. Mr.
1: Christopher, I wish I could see your face.
0: Well, he's a big man.
1: He's, he's massive. <laughs> he's somewhere.
2: Maybe.
0: Maybe he's having some, uh, some audio... Uh, Connections, uh, Mr. as Chris well. Christopher. Chris, are you there? You guys hear me?
2: Yes, there you go, Mr. Christopher. All right, I don't know what that was all about. I was unmuted, but we were talking uh, you was... up
0: a little bit to give you that proper introduction. Yeah,
2: well, my, yeah, you want nothing to do with my face. You, you, you know the deal with my face. It's got all kinds of problems. So um, he's still don't big man. That. He's don't big do... man. <laughs> Yo, he's massive. I, I don't know, dude. I, uh, I don't know where I got the big man uh, moniker last from. Last time when, Fit.
1: last time when him and it was him and Dylan, right? I, you weren't here. Him and Dylan yeah. pulled up. This dude. I, Dude, he was bigger. He was mad. Dude, he he looked ripped. I'm not gonna lie. Well, he's he's a soccer guy. He was like, he, he's he was got like I just got done working out. I'm like well, that, that. That's what sense. he was doing two hours sense. ago. He's always working out. He's always working out.
0: It's that, it's that rugby body. Well, not really rugby body. Rugby's You're calling me fat. No, you don't have the rugby body. You actually have some good. <laughs> you you got like a well, you played soccer, but not in high school, right? You didn't play in the varsity. I, I freshman. played like
2: recreational. I didn't play varsity.
0: Okay. Okay. So that's still that's still a lot of cardio, though. I I, I just run. I never really did soccer. I quit after I was like 8 or 9. I forgot for Little League. Same time. They had spring soccer in Livingston, which was weird.
2: Oh, okay. Interesting. You're from Livingston, NJ? Yes, sir.
0: Essex County.
1: Essex County. Is that North Jersey? Yes,
0: North Jersey. Yeah, about uh, 35 minutes from the city.
1: You know who else is from North Jersey?
0: Who's that?
2: Ron Harper Jr. That's right. That's right. That is true.
0: He's about 35 minutes up 287 from me.
2: Would you look at that? What a coincidence.
0: But he's he's up by like I mean, he went to Don Bosco, but he Franklin Lakes. Franklin that's Lakes, like yeah. that's like up by like Oakland like Ringwood, like that's by like the mountains kind of very nice town though.
2: It's out of my price range.
0: Oh yeah, it's like up there with Alpine and like um very most expensive towns and like Essex Fells, that's another big one. Uh,
2: yeah, Essex Fells is in my district, actually.
0: Yeah, so. I knew some of the uh, the Devils players used to have houses in Essex Fells. Like Martin Brodeur had a house in Essex Fells. I actually went to was it preschool in Verona with his daughter Annabelle, and now she's playing field hockey at Columbia, I think.
2: Oh, Ooh. okay. We're getting very. uh you might have specific to, uh, here.
1: Never mind. Never mind.
0: No, no, <laughs> no. no. But no, she. No, no but no, I, I was. I was actually. Believe it or not, I was actually really close with Jamie Langenbrunner's son, Landon. Like I, I was we he would come over to my house, before. and and like Jamie would like pick him up, and my dad thought I it was the we coolest had, thing. I never
2: met him, but I think we had mutual friends at West Essex. So. Did I, yeah? Because they moved familiar. when
0: Jamie went, went to St. Louis. He took the St. Louis route before Brodor. He um he I think that's where he lives now. I think because he's oh, active on social media.
2: I remember they traded him, and then they suddenly were playing at, like a um a playoff pace and they went from last in the league to almost making the playoffs. That was I right heard.
0: when they got Kovalchuk, like that right was after a that. Weird season. Jamie was great. I loved watching him. He was he was a yeah. gritty guy. But yes. but anyway, um we got a, it, it, it's great, you know, back to Jersey hoops and to Rutgers hoops. And first of all, you know, we'll see Gio and Ron going up against Seton Hall, which is gonna be uh great to see. I'm very excited to see that. Um but it's great that they're returning back to the banks uh one last ride and Gio's done a slew of, he's taken off with that NIL. I mean, today I saw a tweet that he was doing, uh, he's now worth Eric LeGrand Coffee House with, um, I think um, some of the other Rutgers football players are doing that as well. Um, he's also doing, you know, Cameo. I, I saw that on his uh, Instagram story. So it's kind of cool. You got to get kind of, Cameo is cool because you get that kind of like fan interaction. You could do like those chats and like, obviously he gets paid, but like, it's cool that like, for even for like, you know, guys like ask him questions and like that'll be that's cool too for the Rutgers fan base. I think it's I think it's good obviously for them. And I haven't seen much with Ron, but gio has got that clothing brand. He's uh he's in a brand ambassador for um Alva Alva Fitness. Uh it, shorts look really nice. Don't tell Chris. Um it has
1: the word fitness in it. The you know, shirts are
0: good too. It. Yeah, the shirts are pretty cool. I mean, you know, it's I, I would totally get one of those. He's he's um he's doing well with all that with all that. Um with all that stuff, um, as well. But, but Chris, I, I wanted to, on Twitter, we, I, I liked your response to this, but there was a, one of those, um, one of those college hoops writers for Fox Sports Radio, um, he was kind of, you know where I'm going with this. He was talking about Gio and he was like kind of slamming bashing him for, uh, for coming back. And he said, the guy who spent the entire NCAA tournament complaining about how awful college basketball is, is coming back to college basketball. What a time to be alive with the sunglass emoji and the, and the fist emoji. And and, uh, I mean, just what a, what a horrible take.
2: It's just, it's stupid. It, it, yeah. It's not even about a difference of opinion. No, it's about not. Whether or not you think the athlete should get paid or it's not even about that. It's just like, it's disingenuous. It misrepresents what he was saying to begin with. Um, he never said he hated college basketball. No, not at he all. He thought that the system as it currently was set up was exploitative and didn't allow athletes to capitalize on their talents. And, you know, I think any reasonable person could, uh, be understanding and sympathetic to that argument. And ultimately they won. Um, you know, I don't think we're talking about athletes signing endorsement deals with the grand coffee house and all these other places. New Brunswick uh, the, the
0: business with uh, the Melton brothers. That's, yes, that's pretty exactly. cool too. With Bo Melton. Also, Did
2: you see Oh three um, uh Fadakasi with uh, the t-shirts that he's selling over at Scarlet fever?
0: I did. Those are those very are fire.
2: Those are actually, I think I like, I like the O
0: Three three logo that he's coming yes. out. Cause he, yes. cause he's always like, w- whenever we like we see him in press conferences, he always talks with like O three, and he kind of branded himself as that too. Even even without nil alone, he was calling himself O three, and the logo is cool. It's O with the subscript three, and then the word three right between the O and the three. It's it's really cool.
2: Yeah, it is. I'm gonna have to pick up like. Uh, a couple of those next time I'm in New Brunswick for sure. And he's got so like the long sleeve really with nice. like
0: the the black the black outline with like the white silhouette of the name of the net, of yeah. the uh, brand like that that's those are nice shirts. It, it, the, the scarlet red almost
2: reminds me of like those um, the Fast and Furious movies where it's like F9 yeah it or, does you it's know got what I mean? that like flare kind of vibe
0: yeah and that's that's I like think that's the kind of vibe. I mean he he was he had a great season last year so it's I mean all the power too. I mean that's that's pretty cool. Yeah yeah,
2: yeah I got to cop a couple of those. I don't know about you guys but. Um, that's where my head is at. But yeah, no, I think just um, these NIL deals uh, all coming together, uh, guys finally being able to capitalize on their talents, um, uh, two athletes, both uh, Isaiah Pacheco and Gio Baker uh, signing deals with Scarlet Spotlight, uh, our good friends, WRSU alums, Danny Breslauer, John Newman. That's obviously awesome. Um, I'm really excited, to re- He released the first one with Pacheco. I still haven't had a chance to listen yeah, the G- to it. Yeah, the Geo
0: said that they did one with him. It's releasing in the coming weeks. I know that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to be I'm going to be uh getting around to that at some point. Um so that'll be uh something to listen to and you know it's really cool that a couple WRSU alums are um you know playing a big part of this uh, historic moment. Uh, so that's really good. Um so yeah, I mean it's just super cool to see all this. I'm sure there's a lot of more cool stuff to come. Um you know, and I, I think it's awesome.
1: But, yeah, that, yeah, Aaron Torres um, is a moron. Yeah, that I was to, about to, to say. Get back that, to my initial point. <laughs> that beat report. That reporter's name is Aaron Torres, and you know what, Mark and Strowman would call that?
0: Oh, I know where this is going.
1: you would call it a poo-poo take. Yeah, <laughs> St- I think a lot of
0: people. Strowman, I think, Stroman, Mark, I think we, from the Twitter has had a lot of all those like people like, I don't know what what they don't like. Whether I don't know if it's the do rag or if it's like. Something else, but they, they like, don't... They, some of them, He's gotten a lot of hate on he, Twitter. After his, like, good outings, he does, he's got a good year.
1: He does block people quickly, so if you're not blocked, feel free to forge Aaron Torres' tweet to Strowman so he can reply, poopoo take, and gang up on him. Yeah, would be trigger? all over that. Stroman would be all over that if he saw him. He's it. got a quick trigger? Oh, yeah. Dude, He uh, you just see all the people... Oh, I can't see this. Can someone send it to me? I'm blocked. It's like a million people under his comments. <laughs> okay, he's got he's got a
0: couple of those uh I know some people who are blocked yeah. by him.
1: And they're Mets fans. So I mean Yeah, like yeah, what I he don't blocks
0: understand people that.
1: Really qui- I I like Strowman. I'm I'm a oh, fan, yeah. But he does block people really quickly.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah. I think the weirdest thing sidetracked about the Mets was when Steve Cohen's like, we're gonna get this game to play when it was like <laughs> oh, even rain even out know. a couple days ago against the pirates. And now they have a they have a single admission doubleheader, which I'm gonna get into in the next I hour would, about because that that makes absolutely no sense. It baffles me.
1: It's yeah, it's there were so many things wrong with the way they handled it. Oh, yeah. They've done that a couple times it. this
0: year, too, even on the road.
1: The Yankees screwed it up the weekend before. They and did. And then the Mets decided to just follow suit and also screw it up, which was not a good look for the first-place team in New York.
0: Yeah, Chris, I kind of want to get back to your point about Gio and Ron Hopper Jr. And I I think that, you know, the Rutgers basketball next season, we got a lot to look forward to. The— Two veterans coming back as well. The acquisition of Andre Hyatt, um, as well the transfer from LSU. He's going to be a great fit for Rutgers. Um, of course, Cliff, Cliff Omorier, uh trying to get uh you know if he gets a couple more muscle, a couple more, a lot more pounds, and he can body up. I mean, it, it's hard to replace Miles Johnson's prowess in the paint, but I think that. Uh, Cliff could definitely, you know, he, he could play up there. And it's, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this Rutgers team, it's going to be different than last season for sure. You don't have those Montez Mathis, you don't have Jacob Young, you don't have Miles Johnson um, on your team. But you still have, you know, the glue guy, Caleb McConnell, who's a really, uh, really good perimeter defender um, in him. And they're going to have to find somebody, you know, Montez Mathis kind of struggled at the end of the season. He kind of fell off, but he, he had a good start to the year. Um, But it's going to be interesting. I think that guys like Caleb McConnell take a big step. I think Paul Mulcahy had a really good year last year. I think he's going to be poised for a good season, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, to get back to your first point, I think we're going to see Cliff Amorier with, um, you know, a lot more physicality. I expect to see him a bit, you know, bigger, more physical. I mean, you saw the transformation that Paul Mulcahy went under from his freshman to his sophomore year, and gyms were closed half the time, so... Um, I think that's sort of indicative of how good of a job this uh, strength and conditioning staff does in the offseason. Um, and then to your point about you know losing guys like Jacob Young, Montez Mathis, Miles Johnson, I mean those those are big losses, and I'm I'm not trying to undersell that at all. But uh, and this uh, this is a a point that Aaron Brightman made on Wednesday when we had him on. Uh, if you haven't heard that interview yet, go give it a listen on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, really insightful, good interview. Aaron's always great. Um, you know, there are a lot of new guys coming in um, and, you know, I think Jane Jones is going to be very good. Uh, Jalen Miller coming in as well. And then a lot of the freshmen from last year didn't really get a chance to get a lot of reps because there was little to no non-conference play. Um, so, you know, we have yet to really see lot Mag, Oscar Palmquist. Those guys yeah. really show out. Dean Reefer like as They probably well. played
0: like two minutes against like Sacred Heart when we covered them. Like that was about yeah. it.
2: And, and they just couldn't. And, and, you know, it's not necessarily their fault. It was just you know, we have a lot of returning guys from the previous year yeah. uh, and big all rotation of coming in, you know, it was hard to fit them into the rotation, but, um, you know, Steve Peichel talks very highly about that class and about the incoming class. Right. Um, so that I think tells you everything you need to know. So I think those guys are going to play a bigger role than a lot of people expect. Uh, number one. And then number two, you know, and at times it, people didn't really. How do I say this? People didn't fully like talk about it to the extent that they maybe should have at the time. During the season, but Rutgers was really banged up. I mean, oh yeah, a Gio lot of Baker injuries. was yeah. not only was he gone for three weeks, but and you know, to a certain extent, this is the case with Ron Harper Jr. Um, those ankle jerseys, those ankle jerseys, ankle injuries take a a while to come back from sometimes, and they're a little bit unpredictable. And Jew had it did, a couple so. a
0: year before too. Like he was in a booth too. Yes. Like he's he's not yes. he's not uh he's very familiar with that. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, yes. and,
2: yeah. Um, you know, I, you didn't really see him have that same kind of movement to him until late in the regular season. Uh, same thing with Ron Harper Jr. And, you know, if Ron can find his shot and, you know, I'm him to be shooting 50% from deep like it was in December of last year. But if he can be more consistent of a shooter um, and certainly improve uh, on the defensive side, I think you are going to see Ron Harper Jr. take a big step forward in his game. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot of room for improvement. And also Caleb McConnell um, was back. hurt yeah. the first half of the season, yeah. came back. I don't think he was ever really, like, towards—until the very end of the season, I don't think he was really in a rhythm. I expect him to take a big step forward again this year. Um, Paul Mulcahy, I think, is going to be a lot more involved in the offense, not just as a facilitator, but—and um, this is something that I, I talked about last year. Uh, he's a good enough scorer to score more often than he does.
0: Especially that like, muscle he added, too.
2: Yes, he's he's more physical on the inside, but he's also—like, he's got a decent jump shot. Like oh, he does. talk his pass-first guy, a yeah. guy that— You know, sort of plays that Jason Kidd style of role, and and he is, but he can shoot the rock too. He's also, you know, he's also a smart player
1: too. So if he has a smaller guard on him, he'll more than willing to post. He's very, very sad. Yeah. And he posts a lot exactly. more his
0: sophomore year than his first year too, because of that added muscle and that you see him in the post too. He as did well. look a lot bigger. I'm, I'm, yeah. I feel like Jaden Jones, you know, that kind of complements his style play too, guard forward combo, Big guard. Uh, six eight, almost two hundred pounds. Behead you know, guard. and that's all lean muscle for the Dallas, Texas native. Um and and he came in as a mid year enrollee just like Oscar Pomquist did the year prior so I think that that's going to help Jaden Jones too I mean he he got some time too and you know granted it was it was garbage minutes I mean he played uh 11 minutes through four games but um you know especially that he hit that three against Nebraska um as well for his first points of uh of his career but you know he's he's somebody who like you definitely see flashes of his assist number you know he had a couple assists in not many minutes I mean he's. He's. Do you see flashes of that? That he's he's really been working hard. I see that a lot on Twitter. Um, that he's he's really been working hard in the gym. He go. He's got a good TikTok presence, and on TikTok, he's been posting him in the gym and, and shooting and like every other day. Like he he's really been working after practice, and I think that that's going to only benefit him and Jalen Miller too. I mean, this is, this is. I'm very excited for this young team next year
2: yeah i think those are all good points i think you know seeing where this team is from a conditioning standpoint too next year is going to be big um and then you know just seeing what they can do with one a normal full offseason instead of you know having everything shut down for the first part of the offseason and then slowly working themselves back to a point where they can have normal practices again and you know that affected everybody but you know especially for the younger players it affected rutgers I Would argue to a certain extent disproportionately, oh, yeah. Um, so definitely. that's definitely going to be a big difference. And you know, um, this is and this is the case last year too, but this is like Peikle's team, these are guys that he recruited to play his style of basketball. Um, you know, be very tough on the defensive side, good fundamentals on the defensive side, grab a lot of rebounds. Um, and, and they're well equipped to do that. And they've got importantly, not only their two best offensive producers back but they're two leaders in the offense and then just in the team in general in geo baker and ron harper jr so if they uh can you know uh work out and get themselves into a better place uh heading into this season um you know both from a physical health standpoint and also from a basketball standpoint um you know i really don't see any reason why this team can't um, meet or potentially even exceed what they accomplished this year um and that thought makes me very excited as a Rutgers basketball fan.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Chris. And I think another point some people are forgetting is how dominant this team was two seasons ago at home, right, with the fans. And I think the fans coming back will definitely, uh, I think it will definitely boost all of the Big Ten. You know, you think of like Mackey Arena at Purdue and some of these historic sites that are crazy, right? Indiana or Michigan State with the whiteout. But, man, if they lost four Big Ten home games last year, right, which still isn't a lot. But compared to the one against Michigan two seasons ago, uh, I'm not saying that they're going to get back there, but I think it's definitely going to be a big advantage that I think some people are definitely forgetting
2: about. And people are dying to get back into the rack after last year, dude. It's uh, going to be entire crazy. Entire year it's being be loud, deprived of in person Rutgers basketball. I mean, and the excitement
0: too. I mean, this team was yes. fun to watch. The alley oops in the early season and the the big shots and the you know you miss that hype a lot. Um, it's I mean, it's it's really tough for. I mean, I, I understand. You know, it was both watching on TV and being at the rack. I mean, it's you know, it's it's it was very different. It was a very different situation with all the plexiglass everywhere and having to wear the mask and having to just you know not really be a part of the you know we were seated in different areas and it, it was kind of difficult because it's you know you don't have that same access that you do because of COVID and it was um, you know you see like the players warming up and it it, it was it was interesting. It was really something that. I kind of, I feel like almost humbled this team. I think that it really helped them kind of uh, grow in that way because they were all going through it together. It, it, I don't want to say it's like a team bonding thing, but it kind of was because they all went through it with the same mindset. And they a lot of Rutgers, you know, Cliff Amoria was banged up too with a lower, lower body injury in the legs. And um, we saw Miles, the foul trouble too was a bit common theme early in mid, late season, the whole season after that non-conference with Miles Johnson and putting Dean Reber in and, and all that. So I... I think that they get those out of the way now. I don't think that they'll really have those many and of course the free throw struggles continued from the previous shortened year to to the COVID uh, year as well. So I, I want to see Rutgers I think that they got they're gonna be really honing in on free throw shooting too. I mean, you know, they shot below seventy percent from the charity stripe. Um your Jacob Young was one of your best free throw shooters. He's leaving. Cale um, McConnell was the best shooter shooting almost at least seventy eight percent the 2018-19 as well. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Rutgers, I think that's a common theme they're going to have to focus on in the off season.
1: Yeah. I think one more thing, uh, right. Mathis leaving, Young leaving, Johnson leaving, right. It's, it is what it is, but all these other big time programs are losing a lot too. Right. It's not just Rutgers.
0: Kofi Coburn put his name in the portal. He's not, and he's not coming back to in Illinois. Illinois yeah. yeah.
1: And I mean, Desumu's gone. Kofi's gone. Right, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Wisconsin, their whole team was practically seniors. A lot of them are gone or transferring. Minnesota has a new coach, so a lot of them are gone. Jamal Mashburn Jr. Who's, who's Purdue is still Purdue, though. Purdue is going to be interesting. They're, yeah, they got better. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I'm saying it, it all balances out, right? It's not just Rutgers losing. Maryland got that guy lost. from
0: Rhode Island. H- Hats,
1: what's his name? Fats? R-
0: Russell F- Fats, Fats Russell. Russell. Fats Russell. He's a fatty. He he's he was he? really good with URI. No, yeah. he's he's pretty slim, but he was he was ridiculously good <laughs> with Rhode Island. Yeah, he's that was a good get for Maryland.
1: Yeah, Nebraska too, because Nebraska of, of, got a lot a of bunch young bunch talent transferring. A lot of I young mean, talent. That's true. Good recruiting
0: classes. Yeah,
1: people said the same thing last year. I know. I'm not trying to like hate on these programs, but Rutgers,
0: Rutgers almost lost not, to Northwestern they're in
1: Chicago. Bad. Yeah, they're not bad. A, a lot, of I, don't know, a lot of
2: tra- I, I don't know man I don't know if uh, we should be sleeping on Northwestern you know that's a program that's always had a winning culture and you know I I, I think they're going to make some noise
1: I would never sleep on Northwestern
0: <laughs> Those purple people Remember leaders. when they were ranked?
1: Yes, every every single that was like crazy. Dude. Their
0: women's basketball team is crazy good too. Steve Peichel's
1: uh, no, no, daughter The women's
0: basketball
2: team is very good.
1: Peichel's daughter's on the team or she was?
2: Yes. No, she was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but that was just my point. I think a lot of these other programs are not going to be as good as maybe some people are anticipating too, so would not fret in any way. I, I like what you're saying, Chris. You're very encouraging. Positive I'm very here. encouraging? Oh, yeah. Okay. You're probably the most encouraging I've heard of anyone talk about the upcoming season.
2: Oh, okay. I'm glad I can be the the cheery-eyed optimist I mean, I've heard, I've heard uh, a lot group. of
1: negative compared to just what you said. Mm. Yeah, but Maryland, yeah. Purdue, I'm sure that some of these programs will still be good. Like, Iowa's losing a ton of seniors, too. Bohan is coming back, but Wieskamp's going to the draft. garza is gone. So, it all balances out.
2: I think what you're saying is Rutgers is going to win the Big Ten. I,
1: I, I didn't say that.
2: You can I think that's what you're mouth. saying. It's that's what, what I'm I hearing. Said.
1: You might be hearing it, but I'm not saying it. <laughs>
0: I think Maryland's definitely going to be better than they were last year. Yeah. Though with Fats Russell, I mean he's he did well, he was a starter yeah, in URI. Is, URI was decent. Yeah. URI is a good mid major. They're really good. A ten, like they're they're good. A ten school.
1: Hurley Hurley was the coach a couple of years ago. Yes, he was. I don't know who is now, but uh, yeah, they they're they're a really good team too. But like you said, Purdue Maryland well, David Cox
0: now, but yeah, Purdue they Maryland. They were 39 and 24 through his first two years. That's
1: re- that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, EJ Liddell's coming back. I saw that too for Ohio State. Yeah, they
0: made the tournament in 2017 and 2018. 2017, they beat Creighton as they, when they were, um, they beat six seed Creighton then.
2: All right. You love Rhode Island. You I'm just looking at the something?
0: numbers right now. I
2: mean, you, you... why don't you just transfer to Rhode Island? I did, I did apply. Rhode Island was the safety. I did apply there. You're s- sucking on Rhode Island. Oh, okay. So you know didn't even want on. to come here. You wanted to go to Rhode Island. You just settled for us. Lamar well, okay. Odom went to Rhode Island. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. That's great. Oh, well, I mean, why didn't you say so?
1: Man. <laughs> I mean, you should go hang out with Fats Russell and him.
0: yeah Lamar Odom 99 he was drafted oh wow I didn't know that that's interesting Lamar I I wouldn't have thought of Lamar Odom as like a Rhode Island guy I know he went I know he was from Queens and he went to uh, that Christ the King school in Queens which is like a good basketball like they had that tournament there every year
1: what you were a uh, Lamar Odom fan all of a sudden
0: no I just didn't realize he went to like Rhode Island I thought he went to like a a USC or like out west for some reason no no not Duke he wasn't good enough for Duke
1: Oh, uh, Hunter Dickinson's coming back too. I saw.
0: Oh, he is. Yeah, which is, that's trouble. Which is not good. Michigan. Michigan is. It was a really Dude, built. past couple years. Always Jawan on. Howard. I mean,
1: Jawan Howard's really, really good coach. They're always so slept on. They are. People just like overlooked because they just have so many. What was the? They had a transfer this year who started point guard. I forget his name right now. When do you guys might remember? Uh,
0: the transfer.
1: Yeah, he was from a he was from a mid major, but he start They had two really good transfers. Shanti Brown came off the bench, but there was a their starting point guard. Man, he was like they always just find these guys to plug in who might not be stars necessarily, but just play together and are well above average.
0: Oh, was it? Um, was it Brandon Johns Jr.? It was no, no. Oh, no. no he's, he's bank. homegrown. He's a Ford. He's a Ford. Oh, he's a homegrown.
1: Yeah, he's a homegrown.
0: I forget who it was. I. Don't I, look it I... Up. I forget who it was. Um, Dickinson with Adrian Nunez is coming back. Yeah,
1: Adrian Nunez, he's all right. I'm looking. It, I'm looking it up. I right
0: forget now. who it was. I, I not Brent. Was it Brandon Wade from Duquesne?
1: No, I pulled it up.
0: What? Oh, Mike Smith from Columbia. Mike Smith from Columbia. He was. He, he was, was good. He
1: was so good. Like you know what I mean, right? And
0: Sean, Sean D. Brown from Wake Forest. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, they're not like Stacked. necessarily stars, but no, they're just well They were like role who, players on play minor teams, role.
0: and they yeah. did well here.
1: But uh, what's it called? Howard knows how to build them up really well.
0: Yeah. Really well. Well, we got Brian Fonseca coming up on the other side of this break from NJ Advanced Media, breaking down Rutgers, uh, men's basketball.